From Radio Cayman's Newsroom, I'm Shanda Gallego with your latest news. Premier the Honorable Wayne Panton announces a ministry shakeup after Deputy Premier and Finance Minister the Honorable Chris Saunders leaves the post and the party. In a statement, the Premier says he is announcing several changes to the Ministers of Cabinet in order to create better synergies and improve delivery of results in the packed government's stated priority areas. Under the new ministerial arrangements, Christopher Saunders, MP, will no longer serve in Cabinet and Premier Honorable Wayne Panton will take on the additional responsibility for the Ministry of Finance and Economic Development. The Honorable Juliana O'Connor Connolly has been appointed as Deputy Premier and will retain her two current Ministries of Education education and district administration and lands. Further, Honorable Dwayne Seymour will become cabinet minister for the Ministry of Border Control and Labor and relinquishes his roles as deputy speaker of parliament and parliamentary secretary. Other changes include moving the responsibility for public transport to minister Honorable J.E. Banks, who already has the National Roads Authority and responsibility for traffic management, consolidating all traffic-related matters under the Ministry of Planning, Agriculture, Housing and Infrastructure will allow the ministry to bring forth comprehensive solutions to deal with traffic issues. Minister Honorable Kenneth Bryan retains responsibility for tourism and ports. All other ministerial assignments will remain the same. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Dion Anglin. In a live press briefing just moments ago, the Premier says his packed government remains united and focused on serving the people of the Cayman Islands. Ministerial reshuffles such as these, particularly um, at these times around midterm are fairly common in a thriving democracy. I accept that there will be a period of adjustment. Um, however, as a PAC government, we are steadfast in our determination to deliver on the promises and the most important issues affecting the people of, people of our beloved Cayman Islands. That's Premier the Honorable Wayne Panton there. As the Premier releases a formal statement announcing a cabinet reshuffle, the now former Deputy Premier and Minister for Finance and Commerce sends out a WhatsApp statement to his constituents. Bodentown West MP Chris Saunders says he has resigned from his post as Deputy Premier and member of the Pact government after a meeting with the Premier today with immediate effect. Mr. Saunders says the reason for the split will remain between himself and the Premier because the political stability and international reputations are, quote, more important than those differences. As the changes were announced, Deputy Governor the Honorable Franz Manderson sought to reassure civil servants. In an internal post, the Deputy Governor said, as head of the civil service, that we each must do our part to continue to deliver world-class government services for our country. The Deputy Governor also reminded the civil service that it is their role as civil servants to serve the elected government of the day and to the people of the Cayman Islands, encouraging them to remain true to the mission of working with political neutrality. The opposition issued a statement on the matter as well this evening with opposition leader, the Honorable Roy McTaggart, expressing his view. The cracks within the pact government have been apparent from the earliest days of their term, and nothing has happened over the last two years to overcome these internal differences. The task of effective government is not made easier with three or four different factions in the same cabinet. Mr. McTaggart also weighed in on the announcement of the new minister and reshuffling of ministerial roles. Perhaps this reshuffle will also help the government regroup 
so that it can now focus on delivering solutions to the challenges the country is facing rather than its own internal divisions. The opposition leader says they hope Mr. Panton will be able to hold his government together despite, quote, having the slimmest of majorities in parliament. The father of the house heads to summary court this morning, facing two counts, each of indecent assault and common assault as an alternative. Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller was there. In courtroom 8 in central downtown, West Bay West MP McKeeva Bush entered the box this morning shortly after 10 a.m., wearing a face mask and using a walker. After a brief discussion with Mr. Bush, his attorney told the magistrate his client was prepared to make a plea, but there was an issue with regards to election that, quote, needed to be rethought based on his instruction. Now, this relates to whether or not a defendant would prefer a jury trial for some charges. Mr. Bush's lawyer asked for more time to make the decisions, to which the magistrate suggested a quick recess of half an hour. However, Mr. Bush's lawyer asked instead for a week. The magistrate agreed to reset the date for March 28th at 10 a.m. However, she noted this would be the last adjournment as the item has already been put over for two weeks. With that, she extended Mr. Bush's bail for seven days, adding that on that date, quote, we expect your pleas in relation to the matters. Mr. Bush is facing two counts each of indecent assault and common assault in the alternative after being arrested earlier this month in relation to an incident at a formal event involving two women at the Ritz-Carlton Hotel back in September. Reporting for Radio K-Man News from the courthouse, I'm Carsley Fuller. Back in December 2020, Mr. Bush was handed a suspended sentence for assault charges levied against him after an incident with a female bar manager in February that year. We're approaching the finishing line. That's the message from Health Minister the Honorable Sabrina Turner after a recent tour of Cayman's soon-to-be-completed long-term residential mental health facility. Things are progressing nicely and there is still a little bit of work to be done in order to get this to where we can even think about operations. Now from my initial tour back in 2021, that was pretty much weeks after getting into office. Logistically, I can see there has been some serious movement and completion is definitely near. In a promotional video posted on government's YouTube channel, Nyasha Ross outlined the tour. A walkthrough of the three main buildings, which are the main cafeteria, administration, and coffee workshop building which is built and equipped to shelter all staff and residents in the event of a hurricane. The tour also included one of the nine cottages. Each cottage has six bedrooms, laundry facilities, staff room, and a mini kitchen. The project has been in the works for several years, but the COVID pandemic caused major delays in its completion. As government and several local schools prepare for Thursday's tsunami exercise, Hazard Management Cayman Islands is urging residents to join in on the action by downloading the department's emergency app. CIGTV's Donna Bush has more. The Cab Wave 23 exercise is a UNESCO initiative organized and handled locally by Hazard Management Cayman Islands. A key tool for the exercise and a real-life event is the NENS alert system. The system alerts residents and provides information on major disasters such as an earthquake or big fire. HMCI's Mark Codling shares the steps to getting registered on the NENS system. He suggests the public register to receive alerts on all channels. That registration process involves you basically providing certain details which we require as it relates to if you're a resident, if you're a visitor, as well as to indicate we'd like to receive alerts for all three islands or just for Grand, Grand, 
came out. It allows you to, to register for different mediums, mm -hmm. which is SMS, email as well, okay. and also the app. Second step will, of, of course, include downloading the app. Mr. Codlin further explained the importance of why the public should get registered on the NENS system. While there is an earthquake, any major event, you'd like to know what is the next step, what information can the government provide for you to ensure that persons and the public is safe. So these systems allow for persons to receive very critical information, what actions to take. If in case there's a tsunami, in case there is a particular area of the island that's been impacted, we can have that information shared with yourself or your loved one. So if you have family members who are overseas or family in Cayman Islands, you can also have the app and access and also provide information, know what's happening in almost near real time. Again, the mock tsunami exercise takes place Thursday with the tone alert going out at 9.25 in the morning. Even though the islands rarely see major earthquakes, Hazard Management Cayman Islands' Eddie Miller explains why we need to make sure we know what to do if there is one. In January 28, 2020, obviously, we had a 7.7 um, epicenter earthquake which affected Cayman. It was felt by pretty much everyone across all three islands. And people were a little bit unsure as to what to do in that, uh, in that process, especially with parents worried about their kids in the schools. The general public had never experienced anything like that before. So this is more focusing about that. There was a lot of lessons learned and take away from that incident. So again, we've been going back to the plans in the schools, also in businesses, making sure business continuity plans are up to date. And that those response mechanisms are well oiled. More than 3,000 people so far have signed up to take part in the regional Carib Wave Tsunami Exercise. HMCI says this is the highest rate of participation of the UK overseas territories and one of the highest in the region. If you'd like to participate, register at www.tsunamizone.org forward slash register. That is your latest local news. From Radio Cayman's Newsroom, I'm Shana Gallego.